Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another new episode of You Need Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat, and I am the host, and so glad you're here. Today, I'm super excited about the guest I have and the conversation that I have with our guest. I want to say up top before we get into anything, always remember that, yes, I am a therapist, totally, for sure am. This podcast is not therapy. It is more so a springboard for conversations that I hope you guys continue to have with yourselves and others out into the real world. So with that, let's talk about my guest today. Most of you guys will be familiar with who it is, even if you don't know him, because he is somebody that is a part of my life. And I've talked about him on the show before, and he's been on the show before. It is Derek Billups, who is the owner of City Fit Concierge, rooted in Nashville. It's in other cities as well. And then also, he is my own trainer that you might have seen me working out with on Instagram. Derek is somebody who I have known for six or seven years, and we have both seen each other in different stages and walks of life as we have been both developing, not just us as people, but our careers and kind of going out there and, and making things happen. So he's somebody who's very special to me, and I appreciate him a lot, a lot, a lot. He's also somebody who, which you will see, we don't agree on everything. And that's one of the reasons I love this conversation because rather than it being a conversation where I just nod my head at him and he just nods his head at me, we are both challenging each other and also um, sharing our experiences and our knowledge with each other, not to necessarily, it might sound like it, but not to necessarily totally change their mind, but to offer a different perspective. So one of the reasons I really like him as a human is he's definitely not a yes man. 
Although sometimes, Derek, I want you to be. (laughs) But I want to say, so we talk about some things and Derek has a a little bit of a different philosophy on some things that I have. We talked about fitness in this conversation. And I want to say up top before you guys listen to it, just so you know, we talk about fitness and there is some stuff that might feel somewhat triggering about body image and weight and all of that. If you listen to the full conversation, it'll make more sense than rather than stopping when you hear the first thing that you might not agree with or that might sound off brand for me. One, I I will say that Derek's brand and my brand are allowed to be different. But two, I want to encourage you to listen to the full conversation because there's power in hearing the beginning of it and then the transition where you can see us starting to understand and be understood and hear different things throughout the dialogue. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck, right? So we have conversations the first time we hear something that doesn't fit, it's like, I'm done, it's over, and you move on or you turn it off rather than staying in it and sitting in it and seeing what really is behind that. So what was behind what Derek and I were talking about discussing is we really had the same idea, but we were verbalizing it a little bit differently and we needed to clarify our words. So I wanted to say that in the beginning and... This conversation I knew was going to be this way. There, there's not one thing that I was like, Derek, come talk about this. There was like four things. So we're going to talk about positive mentality. We talk about relationships. We talk about fitness. And then Derek asked me a really good question at the end that kind of ties all of it together. So Derek, I love you. You are a wonderful human. So grateful for you and grateful that you came in and spent some time with me to do this. And to everybody listening, I might not know all of y'all, but I also love y'all too, because you are supportive and you want to be in these conversations. And I appreciate that. So I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to let you hear my conversation with my good friend, Derek. Okay, guys, we are back and I have Derek Billups here for the second time. And actually, I think it was like just a year ago that you were here. Yeah, it was about a year ago. How you doing, beautiful people? Derek Billups here. She finally decided to have me back. I've been patiently waiting. She's grown so much throughout this process. So, okay, keep going, keep going. Patiently waiting. All right, so I brought him back for a couple things. This episode is going to be a little different because we're going to talk about a bunch of things instead of just like one thing at a time. But my original thought was because I know you and how you work, how you operate, and your mindset, you align very well with something that I talk about a lot. I don't know that I've done an episode on my podcast on it, but I have on my friend Amy's. So I'll link that one for anybody because I go into more detail into it there. But it's something called PMA, which is positive mental attitude. Simple, simple, simple. I'm about to teach you something. Teach me, girl. Teach me. So PMA is literally just the idea of like thinking positively will then propel you to get what you want. So if you think about like people who survive like crazy stuff like trauma, war, the Holocaust, the people that um, there's a book that Viktor Frankl wrote called Man's Search for Meaning. Great book. He did research around like the people who survived and how they survived. And he found out that the people who survived the Holocaust and got through that, which is like the worst torture you can think of, were people who found meaning for what they were going through. And that helped propel them to have a positive attitude to get through that stuff rather than waking up every day and sitting in the suck of what it was. There's also a lot of research studies. There's a book called Spark. Have you heard of that book? Um, I it's, think there's several books called Spark. But what <laughs> what is this one related to? So there's to? this book called Spark. I'll link that as well. And it 
talks about the mindset people have with movement and exercise okay. and working out. I have not read that okay. book. Okay, so the they, well, to be honest, I've only read part of the book, but the part that I read was great. And they talked about how they did all these studies, and this seems like very simple information, but to me, it's not simple information because yeah. it means a lot. And basically, they did these studies, and they would give them these workouts, the same workouts. Mm-hmm. So I think one was like a strength-based workout, and one was like running. So in the strength-based workouts, the ones who said positive things, kind things to themselves during the workout actually rated the workout easier than the people who said negative stuff. Like, I can't do this. This is too hard, et cetera, et cetera. And then people who ran, the people that said the positive stuff, they, when they had to guess how long they ran, rated it shorter than the people who said the negative stuff. So that right there, it's like simple, but that is proof that shows us that how we talk to ourselves, not just influences what we're going to do in our life or how we're going to get through some trauma or get our goals, let's say, when it comes to work or relationships, but it also is showing us that that literally changes the abilities that we allow our bodies to have when we're working out, which makes me think about, you probably have said this more than once, but there was one day... That we were working out. I think I know what you're talking about. The day when you were and I said, I can't do little, that. Yeah, yeah. And you like yelled at me. Mm-hmm. You didn't yell at me, but you were like stern and scared me a little bit. And you, you were yeah. like, stop saying that. I'm sick of hearing you say that you can't do things. Absolutely. Because what you say eventually comes yes. true. What you, what you feed into your mind, whether it's programming on television, whether yeah. it's certain music, whether it's certain people you allow in your life that's talking to you constantly. So... You got to be careful about the things that you allow. So even when you say certain things, mm-hmm. you consume that. So and you're the most powerful force in your life. So if mm-hmm. you don't believe it, nobody can believe it. So yes. for me, it's like yeah. just watching what you say, because that's the first step, because you tell yourself that you tell yourself you can. Your mind is very powerful and it controls your body. So if you tell yourself mm-hmm. you can. Your body is going to kind of adjust to it un- mm-hmm. unless it just absolutely cannot. But until we know for that yeah. point. Everything is I can, I can, I can. So, Well, and two things that you said are important. One, you're the most powerful force in your life. Mm-hmm. To me, that is, again, another simple concept that you might hear people say all the time, but it's literally true. We talk about this with body image all the time. If somebody tells somebody, you look beautiful, you look beautiful, you look beautiful, or we have 100 people telling them that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. I could have people lying down the street getting ready to like tell you that you look beautiful and it's not going to matter. It might feel good in the moment, mm-hmm. but then tomorrow you're going to need another line down the street mm-hmm. because those people can't change your mind. You have to be the one that does that. So I want to hear how you speak to yourself, how you talk to clients yeah. and, and motivate them and how you do that in your work. And then I want to get into like, how does that mindset affect you in your life and has it always been that way first and foremost you said mindset so before any goal any action is accomplished anything is accomplished in the world the mindset must first be on track so how do you get the mindset in a specific place it's having that goal so it's working backwards so knowing okay here's my purpose here's my mission without a mission there's kind of no reason to have <laughs> like a mindset because you're not moving towards anything. You're not working That's towards anything. There's no 
You know what I mean? There's no end goal. So yeah. for us, whether it's a monthly goal, a weekly goal, a goal for that day, you have to have a clear goal. And then you allow yourself to practice these different tools, whether it's you working out consistently, whether it's you waking up at a certain time, like getting yourself these tools together to reach that goal. And then that's really ultimately is like how you set up your mindset. It's like, okay, here's the goal. Here are the things that I need to do. What mindset do I need to be in? And then you adjust that mindset for those goals so if you're an entrepreneur like me or you're somebody working out you know your goal is to maintain your health or to go compete in this pageant essentially and you know you need to be disciplined wake up early to do it you know you need to work out seven days a week okay so i need to now adjust my mindset for these specific goals and mindset can shift throughout the different categories of your life so you may have a workout mindset then you may have a mindset where you're dealing with your family and dealing with your your wife and children that mindset may be a little different than when you're working out then you have a mindset at work that's a little different than your family mindset so it's like you don't have to have this one mindset it's actually a little it gets to shift it, it gets to shift you kind of compartmentalize your mindset essentially let me know? ask you this though this just popped in my head i talk a lot about motivation with people yeah you hear a lot of times i'm not motivated to go to the gym. I'm not motivated to run. I'm not motivated to do that. I also hear all the time, I'm not motivated to make that change in my life. I know what I need to do. I just can't find the motivation to do it. And it's something that really like boils my blood because I feel very strongly that we don't need motivation to do things. Um, we just need to figure out what's important to us. And once we figure out what's important to us, then we can act upon that. But I think the general public thinks that like I'm waiting for some kind of motivation. Here's yeah. the thing. I might not ever be motivated to do something, yeah. but if it's something that's important to me, I need to find a way to do it. Yeah. So how do you work with that when people are just like, I'm not motivated? Or well, even when you're not motivated? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually completely disagree. With me? I, yeah, absolutely. I think that motivation to achieve any type of goal or to get things done is intricate, is key, is the almost the number one key and constantly reevaluating what that motivation is. Because again, that shifts from each situation. But what if you don't have week. it? How do you build it? Exactly. So you understanding, okay, what is my goal? What is my purpose? When you have a purpose, it's a little easier to create the motivation because you know you're trying to get to this purpose. So if you're like, my purpose is to gain $5,000 this month so that I can buy my parents this gift that I wanted to buy them for Christmas, essentially. So that is the purpose. That's the goal. So for that goal right there, it's like, okay, I'm alone. I'm motivated to reach that goal because I only have this certain amount of time. I know mm -hmm. I need this amount of money. What do I need to do to um, make this happen, essentially? And you may have a goal to live a healthier life and not have heart conditions and not have... Um, different issues wrong with you when you get older so at 21 22 you're like i don't want that to happen when i'm 70 so therefore that should motivate you that alone is the motivation through our life everybody's looking for these like rainbows and red flags that like be motivation motivation is really the end goal the purpose if you have a purpose and a clear purpose and you're true about that purpose that alone will push you to make sure that that occurs essentially so then what you're saying is shifting the way people are thinking of motivation because people are thinking motivation is this big like firecracker feeling inside of your body exactly when really your motivation is your goal so when you say i don't have motivation you're lying not you're necessarily lying you're you're not clear about where you're going at the moment essentially okay. because let's say you have this practice that you want to start however many you 
many years ago. You wrote these goals down. You said, I need to have it done by this date. I need to have the lights on by this date. I need to hire somebody else by this mm -hmm. date. So that alone, you may not have wanted to wake up some mornings. You may not have wanted to come in some mornings. You may not have wanted to sit down with people some mornings because you were going through things yourself. But yeah. you having these deadlines, these goals that in purpose made you have a blueprint to go harder and go. So that alone is motivation. So Every week you may have a goal to make sure the house is clean, make sure the kids get new clothes that week or something else. Like the fact that you set that at the beginning of the week, throughout the week, that's your motivation because you said, I'm going to get this done. And then relying on your morals and values. Like if you're somebody that morally you're like, I'm big on keeping my word. That's something I mm -hmm. want to work on. That's motivation by itself because those are part of the tools to make sure that whatever you're doing, you follow through with it. So that's a part of the motivation aspect as well. So motivation is not this firecracker. These these like mm -hmm. things are going to shoot off in front of you. It's more of a like a long play and you have to like kind of shift the purpose weekly, monthly, whatever it may be. So it almost makes me think about because I'm thinking of this as like the listener and the people who are struggling with that yeah. is. We are confusing excitement with motivation. Mm. The example I use all the time with this is I'm never going to be like excited to yeah. like clean my kitchen. Exactly. Like I just don't enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have somebody else come do it every day. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. But I don't want to have a disgusting house. And you don't want to have anxiety about it. You yes. don't want to so have. So my goal is to feel calm and have a clean home that exactly. I can feel good in. Exactly. Motivation doesn't have to be positive. Motivation can be a action to avoid negative feelings you get yeah. what i'm saying like, yeah you know but i'm like, not excited so i'm exactly. not excited to you do don't it have to be excited. but i am it's motivated not, to do it exactly motivated because you know how you feel when you don't do it so that feeling is worse than not doing it yes. so the motivation doesn't have to be happy the motivation doesn't have to be excited yeah. motivation has to get you to the end goal which is get the kitchen clean and to make sure that I'm happy, which that will make me happy. So happiness is the end goal and everything in between the end goal and in between that you need things to keep you motivated. And that's literally the goal. So then what I think is important, I know that this is something that you do writing down your goals, yeah. like writing them down. Like if you're struggling with, I don't have motivation. I don't have motivation. We so just went on a tangent here because mm -hmm. it's not what we're starting talking about. Write your goals down and put them somewhere where you can see because when you start saying I don't have motivation, then your eyes go to that and you're like, oh, I forgot that this is what I want. Yep. I forgot that I want this more yep. than I want to lay on the couch right now. Yep. I forgot that I want this more than I want to watch this TV show. I forgot that I want this more than I want to avoid hard work. Exactly. Write them down. Write them down. Okay. We're going to circle back. Let's just go into this because I'm very interested in this. We just did last week an episode on failure. Yeah. If you have not listened to it, this is your calling to go do that because I think it's important. We talked about how like failure really isn't a thing. I'm going to give you the cliff notes. Failure really isn't a thing because failure is something that sets you up for the next thing that's supposed to be your thing. Mm -hmm. So I want, and, and that's all part of PMA is having yeah. a positive mental attitude rather than thinking when something horrible or maybe not even horrible just like not ideal happens that this is not a sign that i'm not good enough or that yeah. this isn't what i should be doing or i made a mistake or i'm worthless those things are really signs that like hey let's either go this way or that way or turn completely around mm -hmm. or try again if you allow them if you have that positive attitude around what failure is or isn't instead of getting down on yourself, you can say, mm -hmm. hey, let, what can I learn from this and how that's gonna propel me forward. Yep. So I would lo love to hear, because even though you don't you didn't know PMA, mm -hmm. that's how I know you to operate. Just so we're clear, 
I didn't know the created term for PMA, <laughs> but he's an educated man. But the the act of what it is is something that I practice regularly. Yeah. So yeah, I think I should probably educate myself more on the. I'll send the you the podcast. I didn't, you it. can listen to it. Wait. So talk to us about one. I want to know, like, how did you even develop this? Like. Mm-hmm. Did you come out of the womb as this person who's like, I'm positive and I'm going to like allow myself to learn from failure? Or is that something that's been taught to you? Talk about how that came from. And then I, I want to hear about how you've used some setbacks yeah. to push you forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that the the mindset that I've cultivated over the years has been um, definitely due to just trial and error, like recognizing through each chapter of my life, like it'll be okay. Like every chapter, whether it was middle school, when I've had like um, enormous speech problems, whether it was high school, where I've had some issues with um, staying on the team and um, getting suspended, things like that. In college, where I didn't finish. After college and business, where things don't go right, pandemic hits, and you realize through each, I call those chapters. So like turning the page, like how did the chapter start? What was the middle? What did I do wrong? What was, what was, what happened? What was done to me? Like, how did I end it? What did I learn from it? Boom, next chapter. So like realizing that life is uh, basically like a, a book and you're like going through these different chapters where you're going to learn from things. You're going to have things happen to you. People are going to come in your life that walk away, that add value to your life, that add misery to your life, that whatever it may be. And you're the cause of a lot of things as well. So just realizing that every step, every year, every phase, I've been okay. And looking at other people's lives around me as well and recognizing that you can get through it. Well, have there ever been moments where you're like, I'm not going to be okay? Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever get like that? Yeah, yeah. That's that's in the chapter. That may be the middle of the chapter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's sometimes, some chapters, it was the end of the chapter. And I just had to go start a whole new chapter and realize, you know what? Like, this isn't meant for me. But yeah, I feel like that a lot, actually. But mm-hmm. you also go back. That's why it's important to, to write things down and like different accomplishments that you've done in your life. Write things down on um, things that you've been able to fight through in your life and remind yourself what you've been through. And to keep family members and friends around you that's been around that can also remind you, hey, you've been through this. Hey, you're good. Hey, don't worry about it. Things happen. Or And to congratulate you and, and to tell you when you're wrong. So for me, it's recognizing that like when I feel like I can't get through it, I always know that it will be okay. Like that's just like you just got to tell yourself that. It may take longer than you want it to, but it will. What you just said is so important. I'm going to say it again and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, even when you think that you can't, even when you think you can't get through it, just judging by your life's history, you, you know, know that, that you, you will. will. Yeah. That is one of the hardest concepts for people to understand when they're in it. Yeah, because they don't know the timing. The timing right. is the, the yes. piece that people, especially people that need to control situations, they don't, yeah. they want to be able to control when. When's it going to end? When's it yeah. going to end? And you When's gotta, it going to get better? You got to go through it to grow through it. Remember that. Say that again. You got to go, go through, through it so you can grow, grow through, through it. it, essentially. Let's use the example of relationships and breakups. Yeah. Because this is one that comes up a lot yeah. in on this couch that yeah. you're sitting on. I've been through a lot of breakups. What's up? I think, depending on the relationship, a breakup can be one of the most painful experiences because mm-hmm. it's like a death, but the person is most likely still alive. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. When you're in that, it feels like nothing's ever going to get better. I'm never going to find somebody mm-hmm. again. I wish I could go back and do this differently, this, that. 
all of the things. Mm -hmm. Just so we're clear, that's not the feeling for all breakups. That may be the feeling for certain breakups. Some sure. breakups, yeah, but some breakups are needed. Some people are happy after the breakup. Just so yes, we're clear, yes, yes, like yes. Some breakups. With your positive. heartbroken, let's okay. That's if you're different. heartbroken yeah, after okay. a breakup, mm -hmm. that feeling can feel like that. That experience can feel like that. Yeah. Now, when we look back on our lives. Mm -hmm. I know I have survived everyone and yeah. most people sit on this couch who are struggling with that or you at home, you've gotten through it. Yeah. You know that you can get through it. But each time that it happens in the middle of it, it is so hard to understand that like my life will be essentially better for this one day. Yeah, for sure. In those moments for you, if you've had them, it doesn't yeah. have to be with breakups, but in those moments when you're like, I don't think this is ever going to get better, but I, I know it will at the same time. Yeah. What do you use to cope in those moments? Because it's what you said, that's time. One, it's time for that to change. You just have yeah. to sit in it. In my head, you well, sit in it until it shifts. But what helps you sit in it? Because you can't change your feelings. Well, I handle it is how I handle it now. I'm maturing, growing as a man and like figuring things out. But I take it back to my basketball days. Like I played college ball. And when you're in the game, you don't always realize the mistakes that you're making but you go and watch game tape after the game. So you evaluate, okay, this was a 45 minute game. This was a 45 minute argument with my woman. This was a 45 minute disagreement with my coworker. Let me go watch quote unquote game tape. Let me go evaluate what did I do? What did that person do? How can I grow from the situation just like a game? How can I get better this next game? Because again, just like life, there's a game the next day. So there's gonna be a situation where I can be better mm -hmm. or kind of give out that same like energy so whatever it may be so recognizing that and just knowing like it's just constant evaluation of myself mm -hmm. and that's how I kind of cope with it it's just realizing mm -hmm. like, okay this is what happened and it's like it may be from situation to situation day to day week to week however you want to do it you know? when your options are I mm -hmm. can either this goes back to the very beginning of this conversation I can either sit in this in the suck of it and just focus on everything that I did wrong yeah. and get mad at myself and make this experience of grieving worse mm -hmm. Or my other option is I can do the same thing, but yeah. shift, mm -hmm. is that word again, shift my mindset and think about, okay, I don't love these things mm -hmm. that happened or that I did or this person did, or, yeah. but I can at the same time use this to move me into the next experience, hoping that that will be better. Yeah. It doesn't change what happened, but exactly. it changes what you do with what happened. Absolutely. Which it gives you a change. lot of power. And I don't think people realize how much power they really do have yeah. in their life. Yep. But you're, the way you think, the most powerful thing I think you have. And again, after the evaluation, that's just the, the step one yeah. is evaluating. And then it's looking at the things that you evaluated and then trying to make real change. Is this something that I cause? Is this something that mm -hmm. this person caused? Is this something that we both need? And do I need to, what do I need to work on myself? Mm -hmm. And how do I not hold specific grudges or I guess like hold hate in my heart for this person so it doesn't carry on to the next situation that's mm -hmm. important for me it's like taking time to evaluate so you can move freshly into another relationship without any like preconceived notions or anything that's going to hold you back from truly yeah. experiencing that next relationship that's what relationships do they kind of feel like they chip away at you like an ice block and by the time you're at mm -hmm. the relationship that you're really like <laughs> that you're really ready for it's kind of like you're down to some water you shrivel down the water it's like damn I like, like i promise i was this ice block <laughs> this, this flowery creature now i'm like just, oh my god i don't trust none of you people 
Like, so it's like, that's why it's important to evaluate and like recognize what you did, that person did. But how do want, you do you that want. though? How, cause I'm asking you yeah. in your life. Yep. How I did that. So I was in a long relationship for about six years um, when I moved here. And then from that relationship, I immediately, I took not a day off and moved right directly into another relationship that was a year long with a young lady. And it was, it was the worst thing I could have done. Not because either, because that person was a bad mm -hmm. person, whatever. It gave me no time yeah. to evaluate. It gave me no time to realize what I, mm -hmm. what I did wrong, the things I want, um, figuring out myself more, figuring out just like finding happiness so again. You took all your stuff so from like, there and you brought it right into there. Well, I I tried to leave some in storage, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I brought a lot with me. So for me and it was stuff that I yeah. that I was doing personally, but it was also stuff that I had in my head mm -hmm. that I didn't get a chance to to work out myself. So yeah. that relationship didn't work mainly because of that. So taking time to evaluate, not holding these grudges and taking things from the past relationship and trying to bring it in this relationship and then taking time to to grow from what happened because each relationship yeah. you can grow from you just need to take time to remove the resentment res remove the hate remove the the blame and mm -hmm. just look in the mirror and say okay this is what happened boom 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 and move on from it. and again it sounds like easy black and white relationships and breakups can be they can last for 10 years thinking about that person but a lot of times when people hear somebody talk about their experience yeah. they think that sounds really easy for them why is it so hard for me that's why I said it can be very slow. This process yeah. can be slow. And again, it depends on the relationship you're in. If you yeah. if you can be happy from a breakup, that's not what we're saying. Yeah. But in a in a space where it is difficult, it's allowed to take time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one of the hardest things for people is the rush. It's not even that I want to rush into another relationship. It's I want to rush and not feel this anymore. Yeah. I want to feel better, so I'm going to go into another relationship because then I can focus on that and not focus on my heartbreak or what I did or or reevaluate my behavior or what kept me in an unhealthy relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with any of that because that is icky and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go find this other bright, shiny object, do that, but you just took all that stuff with you and then you're going to be in the same space. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, Kat here. And I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we are going to switch gears because, like I said, there's multiple things that I want to talk about today. And so we're going to switch and just talk more about fitness and movement and exercise in general. We've talked about the, like, mental health benefits of movement on here before. I want to hear your perspective on why you think people should move their bodies outside because, well, you know this, but outside of any aesthetic reason that somebody might come to you. For you, when you think about movement and exercise and your philosophy around that, why is that important? So it's pretty simple. Movement is medicine, essentially. So the going to the doctors, the going to the chiropractor, the going to the dentist, the whatever it may be, all of those things are great, really targeting specific things. If you have ailments wrong with you, whatever it may be. But before all of that, before all of any of that happens, moving your body like getting out of bed whether it's walking not with a personal trainer i'm a personal trainer so i like i help encourage people to get this movement as medicine if they feel like they can't do it on their own but recognizing like there's nothing that's going to make you feel better than having your body active now i understand there's people that are handicapped there's people that can't really get as active they want maybe they're older whatever that may be so I have this client named Sharon. She is somebody that I've been training for almost three years now. Um, she's somebody that's been extremely sedentary. So she sits at the desk all the time. Um, she never has created any type of workout regimen for her life, but she understands she's getting older. Um, she's had surgeries, things like that, which has caused her to put on some weight. So our goal really is to maintain this consistent regimen. And she just constantly just talks to me about 
and she gave me that term movement is medicine like she's the one that always lets me know that even if like i'm not dropping these pounds even if i'm not eating necessarily the best right now when we get up and we work out and we just chat and we're walking that is the mm-hmm. like like that gets me going like mm-hmm. that helps me more than anything da, da, da. so for mm-hmm. me i'm just like movement is medicine because somebody that really doesn't like the workout but mm-hmm. lets me know like that's that's more powerful than anything we've done over the three years is just getting her walking getting her moving mm-hmm. so which i love watching her on your instagram i think she's a light yeah i do want to talk about this though when it comes to my philosophy and movement and body image and all of that stuff that we do here and all the stuff we talk about the podcast here a lot of times people will go to a trainer or a dietitian or whoever and say, Hey, I want to lose weight. That's mm. their goal. I want to lose weight. And they're not always saying that in like a, I want to lose weight so I can like my body better. Mm. They say, I want to lose weight so I can be healthy. Yeah. Well, what I believe and what I know to be true is that our weight doesn't equal health. Mm. And so a lot of times people are coming to you saying, I want to lose weight. But really what they're asking you is, hey, I want you to teach me how to create better habits Mm -hmm. so I can be healthier in my life, which is, I think, a really important distinction because what she's doing, regardless if she gets to a certain like, let's talk about like the BMI scale, which Mm -hmm. is like absolute shit. Because if we want to talk about the BMI scale, I'm obese, Mm -hmm. which is not true. So a lot of times people look at that kind of stuff and they're like, oh, I need to lose weight so I can be healthy versus I want to learn how to have a healthy lifestyle. And that's what she's doing with you. And I think that is incredible. And yeah, she's probably going, her body's going to change most likely because she's doing different things with her body and that affects everything. Your physical health is also affecting your mental health, which actually then in turn affects your physical health. It's like a whole cycle. So everything inside of her is going to work better She's going to have, she's going to be happier. She's going to be more joyful. She's going to have more energy, but it's not because she's losing weight. It's because you're helping her create different habits in her life. I think you're absolutely right. I think she is somebody that not only wants the habits, but she just wants to just feel better. Mm -hmm. Like that was one of the things that she said when we Mm -hmm. sat together. I remember three years ago, I Mm -hmm. take away from every weather the different weight loss she had, she mentioned she wanted to achieve the feel better thing, which is it. And when mm-hmm. she tells me I just feel better, it's mm-hmm. like that's the goal that she set out and she's achieving that goal. Mm-hmm. And weight loss is just a part of it because she's yeah. moving. She's being and active. That, and that is, I think, such an important distinction right there. Her, She wanted to feel better. She feels better yeah. because of what she has done and the effort she has put into her life. And yeah. we're using her as an example, but like this goes for like a lot of people. Mm. She doesn't feel better because she lost 20 pounds that doesn't equal that you can lose 50 pounds on the keto diet and feel like shit and have a heart attack absolutely and so if weight loss is the goal to feel better then that creates issues like that because another thing that we don't like here are diets including the keto diet which is a heart disease promoting diet regardless we're not going to get into that today but if the goal is weight loss then you can i I can restrict my food intake Mm -hmm. and then i can not have energy to move my body i can take food groups out of Mm -hmm. my diet which like we need them all Um, i can be heavily eating one food group like in the keto diet and Mm -hmm. then i'm creating heart problems for me down the line and so I think that she feels better not because of her weight loss but because of the changes she's making in her life and that I think is really hard I'm so glad we're talking about this I think that's really hard for a lot of people to understand Mm -hmm. but I think this example displays that again like we started in the beginning the purpose the 
the mission, having having smaller goals over a grander macro purpose. So the macro purpose may be to be healthier overall, but to do that, I want to lose some pounds. I want to improve mobility. And but it's, it's why. the why. It's, it's the why purpose, do you want to lose? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I almost was like, we're going to cut this out, but we're not because this is good. It's why do you want to lose weight? But not everybody that has those goals. Cause there, again, there's ad, like I'm looking at the grin. A lot of people are going to listen to this cause they follow me as well. So athletes, like there's people I train well, athletes wise where they have to, gain 30 lose 40 so those may be but like that's their job that's different we have to be clear because people are taking to be in, clear is to be kind you know <laughs> like, yeah but like, i oh, but yeah. okay because i i agree with you yeah with the athlete stuff i've talked about that before if we compare I get ourselves what you're saying though specifically if if a young man or a young woman you're not losing weight strictly to- like yo i'm trying to just lose this weight so that i can feel better in society i can i can feel like better like i can if they're doing it for purposes outside of like their happiness then i don't think that it's worth it but if it's their happiness if somebody says i want to lose 40 pounds and it's strictly to make them feel happier because maybe they remember the time when they were younger a nostalgic feeling when they were like that's when i was able to move the energy was better i could breathe better like I want to lose those 40 pounds. Like I can't blame that person. I may turn them away if I, if I, my gut feel like it's for a purpose outside of just like feeling it. Cause I can feel a person now, but I get what you're saying. Like there's, it does lead to, yeah. if I start like just taking And then you get focused on a wanna, number yeah, and then definitely. let's say I start working out with you and my weight might drop a little bit, but then yeah. it goes up because I'm whatever is happening. And I might be able to, I might feel better. Yeah at a weight that I didn't think was going to feel better. Does that make sense? So when we get stuck on just the weight, mm-hmm. that is the issue. So let's talk about something that has probably come up with your people a lot and I know has come up with my clients and I know a lot of people just in the world are struggling with is through the pandemic, I think exercise and movement has been something that probably lacked for a lot of people for many reasons. One being whatever gym they went to was probably closed or maybe they just they themselves struggled with health or whatever or anxiety and depression around the pandemic in general and now we're in this place where some areas of the world are opening back up and all that and regardless if that's happening people are struggling to get back into their quote-unquote routine Mm. and a lot of the reason I hear is because like I have to start from zero again Mm. it feels like I have to start from zero and it makes me think about specifically like runners, if you're running consistently, going out for a run isn't that big of a deal. It's like, okay, I, I know I can do that. But when you have to rebuild that endurance, it takes mm-hmm. patience and time and it's challenging. And Absolutely. so how do you, for yourself, how do you move through that? Because, I mean, we all have those kinds of times, but how do you help encourage people to get back in to that, that part of their life? Because it is such an important part for our health when they are scared of that. it's actually like a new part of the business that we had to create is like the post-pandemic motivation on like how to one get people back out because a lot of people base their fitness routines off a community so like them going to a gold's gym or f45 or orange theory and them seeing the same people and they're motivating each a other. A full ride cycling. A full ride cycling, exactly. <laughs> City fit class, you know. <laughs> just yeah, full ride cycling. Um, just making sure that like they had some type of community and that pulled them in, that kept them going. So when you took people away, they couldn't be around anybody yeah. but their significant other. They couldn't work out with anybody. That literally just stopped. Like people just stopped because it was like I was going there for the social aspect, but it was also getting me healthy. So me coming back, 
like now it's re encouraging people to figure out what was it about that fitness lifestyle or that wellness lifestyle that you loved and kind of refinding that, but also mixing in some new loves, like whatever it may be. So mm-hmm. if you were going to uh, Orange Theory before the pandemic and you didn't do a lot of workouts previously, it's like, okay, you loved the community aspect. You love the aspect where you had to set time every single week to go. Mm-hmm. So it just held you accountable. You didn't have to go watch a virtual video and try to get up on your own. So it's it's reminding yourself of what 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 those reasons were and that's part of it and then also you may want to reestablish maybe a new workout regimen something new so just try and be curious so i encourage people especially my clients to be curious like yeah i may want one personal trainer you may come to my boot camp or even i teach yoga you may teach come to some of my yoga classes but go try kayaking go try cycling go for a hike with your friends a significant mm-hmm. other go to, try a peloton one day like just try different things because just working out, just like mm-hmm. going to a gym is not the only escape through fitness. And a yeah. lot of people just, when they are working out, that's what they think about. Their mind goes to that. So yeah. maybe it's not what you love anymore, you know? So that's what I talk to my clients about is trying new yeah. things, being creative, and then remembering back, like what helped you get to that point where what, you were working and out. And what, what excites you. So you're saying people yeah. are working out because of community. And I love that because that's, yeah an added benefit of movement but if that's what excites you so, so maybe it wasn't that class and so maybe don't torture yourself and make yourself go do a workout you don't like exactly. if you are if you are looking for a community you can find that in other ways in other aspects or just think about well what sounds exciting to you if that thing doesn't sound exciting yeah. what does exactly. kayaking okay well that gets to be just as much as a workout is going to a boot camp class. Absolutely, exactly. And wellness can be chapters. Like when I was younger, yeah. I played basketball, football, soccer, yeah, tennis, did everything. Now I play a little tennis. I do yoga. I do. And four years ago, I was doing CrossFit and doing like boot camp classes every yeah. week. So you don't have to keep the same regimen throughout your life. You can each chapter can be a new, fun, yes, exciting wellness. And chapter, you know. You know there's freedom in that when you let go of when you allow yourself to let go of the goal attached to working out as getting my body to look a certain way mm-hmm. you don't feel as married to one kind of workout yeah but when you're trying to get your body to feel a certain way which is happiness with yes. this euphoria yes. you are looking for those workouts that's just to play off what you say you're absolutely right about getting your body to look a certain way it's all about how are you feeling you get what i'm saying yes so it's like the look is going to make you want to stay in the gym all the time make you get this pump get these squats done the feel is like how am i feeling this week oh i feel like going to kayak i feel like yes. I need, my feet need to touch the earth yes. i'm going for a hike i feel like I need to slow down. Let me try some yoga. So yes. you're going off the feeling instead of the way I'm looking. You then like move based off of. That's freedom. So yeah. that is that is literal freedom is what you're talking about. Because if I'm looking for that feeling and I say, oh, I want to go feel the earth. I want to go do um, a yoga class in the park. That is exciting to you. And you're going and doing that and being in your life versus I'm just going to the gym because I I going to this class because I want to look this way. You feel like you have to do that. Yeah. And I'm going to that because I have to do that to get this. That I, and I think this will make me happy. But then you get locked into something that feels not like freedom, more like a jail cell. When if I'm looking for a feeling, I get to go be excited about what I'm doing. Does that make sense? I'm playing off of what you just said. Yeah, 100%. I think you're absolutely right. So what we're saying is, 
if you are having trouble getting back into all of this mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe you were somebody, let's just go with the running thing. So maybe you, you were running 10 miles mm-hmm. a day, which please don't do that every day because it's not good for you. But let's say that was really easy for you and you're just so scared to start running again because that's going to be really hard and you can't do that. Okay, well, if that doesn't sound exciting to you, then what sounds exciting? Because you don't have to run. Just remember that movement is medicine. Movement comes in a million different forms. So you looking at me going for a walk, me playing some tennis, me walking my dog around the block, maybe taking an extra two blocks just so I can get some extra movement in. Like whatever you're feeling that day and being proud of yourself for those movements, again, you can still set goals within this. So every week I want to do four different things, like whether it's going to play tennis one day, whether it's going to play golf with the buddies, whatever it may be, but making sure that you're still, there's still some type of um, intention behind Mm -hmm. it. It's not just like floating. That's still important no matter like what you're deciding to do, you know, but. And then the last thing I want to ask you, because also a struggle, I want to hear your thoughts on this is talking about recovery days. Yeah. I want you to tell us from your perspective, that's the word I was looking for, from your perspective, why is a recovery day important? Because that's so hard for people to understand. Yeah. I'm really big on no days off. So when I say no days off, people think that that means no literally no days off meaning you can't you have to work out and go every single day now no days off is paying attention that there is more than just physical wellness there's mental wellness there is a time when you need to take time for your body to recover for your mind to recover so let's just remove even the working out aspect let's just life you're just going through life constantly day in day out day out you need to recover you need to recharge you need to let your body kind of heal so it could be at its greatest state when you're presenting yourself so for you your job you're sitting in front of people and you have to give people your energy you have to give people your thoughts so you have to recharge consistently so that when you're sitting in front of people you're not operating at 65 percent capacity when they need you at 105 percent capacity so it's up to you to go take your lake trips it's up to you to go take trips with your girls it's up to you to go maybe have a cocktail every once in a while to just loosen up or just have a day where you're at the crib watching movies relaxing doing whatever it may be so that when you step in front of them you're not drained and that's the same thing with working out your body you need to just recover take time to really allow your body to heal so that again you get to a state where you're able to go 95 100 105 so the recovery is key and i take a lot of time to recover for myself what happens when people don't yeah, for sure so to their bodies yeah so let's look at it like a car when you don't allow your car to sit get maintenance get worked mm-hmm. on it overheats it the transmission slips it breaks down on you just Mm -hmm. like a body so if you're not allowing yourself the proper time to heal to get the quote-unquote um i say medicine because again the relaxation the recharging is a form of medicine if you don't get that then you're going to recharge overheat you're gonna flip out on people the uh, the movement being medicine then turns into like the movement being poison to your body Essentially. Does that make sense? If you're overdoing it, then yeah, it's like absolutely, that. Absolutely. No, <laughs> I wouldn't say the movement is poison to your body. Movement is medicine, but movement at all times is not the medicine. Like learning to like, just like balance the movement out. So <laughs> I wouldn't say it's poison, but what but do you, yeah, I get what you you're saying. Get what I'm saying. Yeah, Why can't drastic. you just say yes? <laughs> Why can't you just say yes? That was, point, was a good point, cat. Why do you have to argue with it? Because movement is not poison. But if you overdo it, then it becomes poison. 
just like if you spinach is good for you, but if you only eat spinach, then you're going to give your body too much iron and then you're going to have poison in your body. That is absolutely right. When you overwork your body, it's definitely poisonous. So, Kat, I got a question for you. So I know you like to focus on the spiritual, the physical and the mental areas of wellness. Like, do all of those areas need to be have like an equal balance? Do we need to focus on them all equally or are they able to one is able to lack and the other one is kind of more more of a focus for us? How do you feel about that? That is actually a good question, too. So I I think that it would be great. It would be awesome and ideal if they could all be equally set all the time at ideal ranges Mm -hmm. or levels realistically that's not always possible right Mm -hmm. so there are some days where like i might be feeling more down and my mental health is kind of like ick Mm -hmm. there's some days that like i might be struggling with my relationship with god or whoever my higher power is there are some days that i am sick or i am taking a break from movement or whatever so you're gonna have different ebbs and flows in that and so i think the goal would be to have them optimally equal the Mm. reality is a lot of times they're not and that's why we have to work at all of them Mm. because sometimes when one thing is lacking another thing could help pull me up my bias is i think that our culture and our world likes to put emphasis on just one and i see more emphasis being put on physical health see more emphasis in certain areas put on spiritual health god will heal you god will do this pray that's okay pray And then also use the resources that God has given you and go work on whatever it is you need to work on. Mm. The thing with physical and mental health that I think is really interesting that a lot of people don't know, a lot of people do know, a lot of people don't know, is that our brains and our nervous system and our organs are actually all connected. Mm. They are connected by a nerve called the vagus nerve, and it runs from your brain down into your organs and Mm. it connects it all together. So when I'm really activated and my nervous system is activated and I'm in either a shutdown place or I'm overactive place, my body feels that, right? So when I'm in a calm place, my body feels that. And so I would love to be able to separate it and say, your mental health is only your mental health and your physical health is only your physical health. It's all connected. It's it's literally connected inside of your body. Mm -hmm. And so with that, if I'm just paying attention to my mental health, if I'm just, most people don't do that. So if I'm just paying attention to my physical health and I am going to the gym and I'm going to the doctor and I'm taking these medications and I'm doing this and I'm Mm. blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm a healthy person, Mm. but I'm depressed. You have a higher chance of a lot of different diseases Mm -hmm. of getting them. And you have a lower chance of healing. Your immunity is going to be lower. Mm. It's wild to me. Does that answer your question? It does answer my question for sure. You, You gave us a ton of information there no i think that's amazing do you want to argue anything (laughs) no i wouldn't argue anything i think you're absolutely right you're the expert in that and for me that was a real question i had i was like which area should i focus more on like but for me i guess it's trying to just do your best at focusing on all of them and realizing that they're all connected so Mm -hmm. you can't not you can't leave one out you gotta gotta make sure that you're conscious of all of them and just do your best and you know i think that i want to add this because i think this is a cool even way to round this out Do you know who Brene Brown is? Absolutely. Okay. So she talked in a podcast episode. I think it was with Tim Ferriss. I love Tim Ferriss. I think it was on his. And she was talking about her relationship with her husband and how they balance each other. Because a lot of people think in relationships, it should be Mm 50-50. The reality is with that, as well with what I just said, yeah, that would be awesome. It's not reality. 
And so how they balance all of their things is they'll check in. And if their relationship is 100%, like there's a pie, 100%, and they need 100% to go do the things they want to do and have the relationship they have in the family, they will check in with each other and say, how much of the pie do you have? I don't Mm. know if she uses the term pie or what are you at? So maybe one day after work, where are you at? I had a really hard day at work. I have 20% to give right now. Mm. And he's like, don't worry, I got you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill in the gap. I'm, I'm at like 90, so mm-hmm. we're good. Or maybe she's like, I'm at 55, and he's like, well, I'm at 30, and she's like, well, okay. Then we need to figure out where we need to fill in the gap. Yeah. Maybe we need to let go of something. Maybe we need to not go to this commitment. Maybe mm-hmm. we need to take a time out and recharge so we can build some energy back. Mm-hmm. And it really helps with a lot of, I think, conflict in relationships. But if we apply that to the areas of our health, all the areas of our health, spiritual, mental, physical, and we check in with ourselves, and I'm kind of what I was saying earlier, maybe I'm really struggling spiritually, mm. and I'm really having a hard time um, with my relationship with my higher power, because that can feel really hard, like mm. that can feel really like icky, and it can kind of shape the way you're viewing the world. Okay. So my spiritual health is at like 20%. Mm. Okay, well then what can I do? What can I take from my mental and physical pools to kind of help fill in that gap? Maybe I do need to go feel the earth, go for a walk. Mm -hmm. I feel really good in my body today, so let's go for a walk or let's go walk in the backyard barefoot and feel the ground and see if that connects me Mm -hmm. anymore to that. Let's say I'm having just a really like... I'm in like a low place in my life and I feel depressed. Mm. So my mental health is at like, it's tanking. It's got like 5%. Mm. But I, again, I feel great in my body. I feel like I could go run a marathon if Mm -hmm. I wanted to. Okay, well, what do we know about working out? Is it helps create and produce certain um, neurotransmitters in our brains that actually make us feel better? So walking and running and moving Mm -hmm. is just as helpful as medication and this i'm not making this up this is research that movement can be just as powerful as medication when it comes to depression and Mm -hmm. treatment of depression without the side effects of medication it just is harder to do it but if i'm feeling really good in my body okay go outside and produce some endorphins and create some serotonin and some and some dopamine in your body and that's gonna change the way you feel mentally might not do it like that, but it's going to help that and your physical health and your, your, your movement practice. And that's why I preach this to so many clients. I don't care if you're walking. Mm. I don't care if that's your movement. That's not going to be my movement every day. Cause I like a lot of different things. But if that's what you like, it doesn't matter because what that is doing is it's creating a pattern in your brain and a routine in your brain Mm. that produces certain neurotransmitters in your brain that elevate and help your mental state. Our mental state then from that nerve Mm. in our brain goes into our body so it's all connected. The vagus nerve. The vagus nerve. So that's a long way to answer whatever, but thank you for asking that question. Nobody asked me questions on here. I just asked them to myself. Hey, sometimes you got to switch it up a little bit. Okay, so... I think that is going to round this out. I'm going to leave you guys with one last thing. Um, Something that when I go sometimes speak at universities, the young entrepreneur students, or even when I'm dealing with my clients, um, I bring something with me called RISE. It's resilience, integrity, sacrifice, and energy. So resilience is just knowing that things come along. 
you're going to get through it. You're going to rise through any situation that occurs. The integrity is looking yourself in the mirror and recognizing, being honest with yourself and being like, am I doing everything that I can? Am I doing the work? Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever I need to do to make sure that I'm prepared to keep on going. The sacrifice is really what am I willing to sacrifice? Whether it's going out all the time, whether it's trying to like leave a certain job that you don't want for happiness, whatever, what are you willing to sacrifice so that you can rise? And the last thing is energy. It's like, where do you find energy from? Because that's the most important thing to help you move forward. You need energy to keep going. So if you need to recharge, if you need to be around certain people that spark you, that give you like positive lights, if you need to move to a certain place around water so you're feeling more, whatever it may be, find what gives you energy. Yeah, rise. Let's get it. Amen. I like it. <laughs> Will you shout out your info? Yeah. So where can people find you? So they can find me at Body by Billups. It's B-O-D-Y-B-Y-B-I-L-L-U-P-S. It's my Instagram. Then they can also find me at, at City Fit Concierge. That's the name of my company. And CityFitConcierge.com. And Are you still doing virtual stuff? Yeah, we are doing some virtual stuff. So you can go to cityfitconcierge.com and you can check out our live classes. And if you're in Nashville or even if you're in Atlanta, Miami, hit me up. We're going to figure it out. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you. I will. I appreciate you. Yeah. I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Please listen to that episode because it is a very important special one. Like all of them, but it's extra special. So I will talk to you guys Wednesday. If you have any questions for Derek about any of this stuff, send them because we might put them on a Couch Talks episode and answer them. If not, just go follow them. Okay, thanks. Have a great day, beautiful people. Bye. No days off. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.